Welcome to the Closeted Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shalay. This podcast is all about exploring the depths of your soul. We dive deep into spiritual concepts and tools that we can utilize in the physical world to really navigate life. So join me and so many others on this insane journey of self-discovery and let's learn and grow in both a spiritual and physical world together. Hi, Marisa, and welcome to the Closeted Soul Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hello, Shule. I love how you say my name. It's so beautiful. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's a very beautiful name, so I feel like it needs to come out like that. I am so excited to get into our conversation today and dive deep into your work and what you do because you really are the angelic shaman, so I'm excited to explore that. Um, Before we do, though, I would love it if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and just explain a little into what it is you do. I am the angelic shaman. You might see my name on Instagram as the earth angelic shaman, which was given to me by my spirit team. Um, just actually about two months ago, it was really just dropped in and downloaded into me. And, um, I just always like to say that I'm kind of the person who leads and leads with listening, um, or leads by listening, I guess is what I should say. Um, and I've listened to the call from spirit this whole time that has led me into somatic work um, that has led me into nervous system healing, as well as plant-based and whole foods and all things holistic. Um, and then just by, again, listening to that that inner calling, um, the shamanism um, really awakened a lot within me. And um, I'm just, I'm like super blessed to just be here and show up um, with all of those um, like callings, wisdom, the knowledge, the stories. But other than those things, I am a mom of three um, and I'm a lover of all animals, creatures, and living beings. Um, I'm the person that doesn't want to step on an ant. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) I didn't know that you were a mom. Yeah, I have. I have no idea. Yeah, three kids. One's 15 and the others are four twins. What? How old are you? Are you you wanting to say on a podcast? (laughs) I can. Yeah, I'm 33. I was a young mom. I got pregnant at 17, so... Wow. I was going to say, because you look like you look really young. That's why I was like, what? You're a mom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's insane. I didn't know that. So there you go. I've learned something new about you there. But I, I love that you said that you don't even want to step on an ant. I'm honestly, I'm getting more and more like that. The only creature that I'm not like that with is spiders, although I've had a newfound respect for spiders. Yeah, right. They have like this... um Oh, this uh, feeling that you get when you see them in their web, it's just so sacred. It's almost like that sacred geometry. And then, you know, they're on a mission to like give you something like um, some kind of lesson or experience to take in from like just looking at them. I love that you said that the web, the sacred geometry, I I would, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it's like this protective energy that comes through whenever they like they're in my house. I just feel like I'm like, 
it's like it's I don't know I feel protected almost which is so different because I used to be like shit scared of spiders so um I love I love that you're like that and your journey with you know finding out your name and what you're called and what you do and I love that you said you lead by listening I think that that's such a beautiful quality and one that many people miss like not many people have that ability to listen and give other people space like that and I feel that like when I am talking to you I do feel like you are really really listening and engaged and it's such a beautiful thing and just to like add to your story as well uh that's how I got the name the closeted soul it just kind of it came to me in a new moon manifesting ceremony you can kind of like dropped in and you're like ah this is this is it and then it's like available everywhere right and you're like ah that was for me so it's it's so cool yeah, I love that. It's like it, it literally does just drop in one day and you just kind of hear it and you're like, you explore it a little bit more deeply and it makes so much sense when it comes in. It's like as you discover like the meaning behind like each word. And I don't know what the story was for you with the closeted soul, but for me, the earth angelic shaman, the way it dropped in just exactly like that was like, I am here to be a protector and an earth warrior um, to help like awaken people here on earth as well, but also in an angelic way um, with full support from the angelic realm. So it's, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. So before we get into the rest of the podcast episode, I ask all my guests, how, when did you first come out of the spiritual closet? I love that question, actually. <laughs> Because I'm actually picturing myself like coming out as a wild woman out of a closet, like ripping off of my clothes and (laughs) shouting to the sky. Um, But I would say I came out probably about two years ago um, when I started training with yoga um, and becoming a yoga teacher. Um, So I was deeply like you. I didn't have a deep relationship with God either, but um, through that process, I connected deeply with him and and something bigger than myself. So I would say that when I started um, using mantras and things like that, um, I was out. I was all for it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was being led fully. That's beautiful. So you actually didn't have like a connection prior to that? No. No, no. Well, I have a connection prior, but I didn't come out. Like I was not in tune with my intuition until maybe – my dark night of the soul, I would say about seven years ago that happened. Um, and then that's when I kind of started like waking up to reality. Yeah. But it wasn't like, yeah, really like a tight relationship yet. Okay. That's so, that's so crazy. Cause now you're like so intuitive and so, so tapped in. It's like so different. I couldn't even, I can't even imagine what that Marisa would be. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, that Marisa traveled far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. So, do you teach your children like the stuff that you do? Yeah, so I I teach them like how to pray and use their dreams and talk about those experiences and those visualizations, their imaginations. Um I do allow them to express their emotions fully. Um And for me, that's like a spiritual journey in its own. And that's what actually like took me on my own. Um, Yeah, definitely. I would say I, I am definitely always playing the spiritual music, the mantra music. And they're always like, what are you playing? But 
it deeply saturates into their system, I feel. Yeah, into their subconscious programming. Mm-hmm. You're like, hmm, just a little bit of this for when you're older. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I love that you said that, you know, just allowing them to express their emotions is a spiritual act in its sense, in that sense. And that's exactly the thing. And that's like something that I, I guess I want to um, focus on or uh, explore a little because I think people think in order to be spiritual, you have to do all like the woo things have the tarot deck and do all the like and it's like no it really can just be like you know it's even something as simple as act like being mindful in this moment being mindful being present in this current moment that is a spiritual act that is like practicing presence and yeah allowing yourself to like express emotion and let that emotion like flow through you so do you have any like because you do somatic work why don't we start with that how what is the the somatic work that you do yeah so just like you were talking about that flowing that fluidity of the emotions coming in and out or us traveling through those emotional experiences in and out of them daily right Um, because we have our ups and downs throughout the day Um, so I would just have to say like with somatic work and somatic healing that I do um, it's a little bit different in the sense that I'm going to always meet you where you are I'm never going to ask you to like be somewhere that you aren't because most of the times the people or the clients that come to me for this type of work aren't able or are not like, it doesn't feel safe enough for them to be presently with themselves already. So what that means is currently there's a current of energy that's running through them, which is like an emotion, right? Emotions are energy. So that current is like electricity. So if you think of it as like something like a printer that runs off of electricity, you plug it in, it's running on something, it's running on that electrical current, just like our emotions are running through our current or currently running through us. Um, When we have those experiences that take us into maybe like an activated state or like one of I'm going to get get nervous system related on you real quick, but like there's this fight or flight state that we can be in. Um, Above that is like on the ladder, you want to go up to the ventral vagal and that's like you're socially engaged and you're connected. You're ready to explore and experience joy, bliss, happiness. Below all that, it's the disconnected, dissociated. So that's like the dorsal state. So thinking of our body as that electric current, and all those emotions are running through us daily, just much like a printer when you send something like a piece of paper, it's going through that printer. What happens when something arises within that electricity that that um, paper is printing on and it stops there because it runs out of ink, just much like we run out of and we get triggered in different states that we're in of our nervous system, um, we stop that response sometimes and we pause it. We put it on hold sometimes, just like a printer would stop printing the full paper. So it doesn't fully, the charge doesn't fully allow, it isn't usually fully allowed to process. Like say if you're in... um, some type of situation you you're angry about something but you can't express that anger fully you're going to stop yourself from fully 
that full-on expression. What's going to happen is that emotion, that electrical current of that energy that's rolling through you is going to be pushed back down and suppressed and repressed into your body. And it's going to get deeply into the muscles and the fascia and the, in the nervous system. And it's going to create stagnant, stuck, trapped energy. So when clients and people come to me, um, for healing, with somatic healing, we want to get back into the body because those parts that have been stuck or those emotions or those, you know, it can be like inner child work or past life work that we're working on, um, those different parts can be stuck and trapped within the body. And so when we, what we want to do is work on an area that maybe tends to give a little bit of pain or aching going on or maybe you just notice there's something in your body when you're finding yourself in stillness. And then when we kind of invite that part to show up, we want to kind of be as gentle as possible. And so there's something called titrating where you go back and forth with kind of opening up the channel for the experience that wanted to fully process at that specific time. Mm-hmm. And then when it begins to be too much of a charge for that person to experience that, we want to go back into our breath and notice that or our feet on the floor and then go back into that experience. So then eventually what happens, and this is the end of the story. I know this is like super long, but no, so eventually what happens is that channel becomes clearer or it becomes more safe for them to express that fully. And so that full um, process gets completed. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. And you did such a good job in explaining that. I was just like, yeah, that would make, yes. (laughs) No, I love that. I thought that was a great explanation of what happens and why it's so important. So Let's maybe dive deeper into this because I actually did a session. I booked in with um, Marisa, I think it was last week, well, this week. Yeah, on Wednesday, I think I booked in with you. And I, I'd never experienced it before. I knew that I wanted to do a session with you. I've done the group sessions with you. Like Marisa has like um, led me through beautiful cacao ceremonies and all of that. So we're going to definitely dive deeper into those as well. But just this, like the actual somatic session was really, really powerful. And I, I never experienced anything like it. I think with a lot of people, especially in this space, it's really easy to live in the upper chakras where you want to kind of, you know, go off to source and just live up there because it's, it's easy to kind of escape in that way and then we forget that we came here to actually play the game of being human to be in our bodies and I think a lot of people spiritually bypass like that including myself so it's it's like trying to like get back and actually ground in your body and be safe and what I realized for me especially after my session with you is there is so much uh, that is stored in my body that I haven't allowed to express that that's why I kind of escaped in my my brain. And I was just like escaping in the upper chakras because it's too much and it's too emotional to actually be in the body because there is so much that I haven't allowed to kind of flow through me uh, through, you know, my life. And, you know, this comes back to many different things. Like you said, this could be past life related or even childhood related where you're not given the, the room to express. You're told to stop crying when you're crying so just things like that and it's it's funny because 
when we had our session together, I just, it, I literally said to you, um, I think we were working in the solar plexus region, but I was like, I feel like I've been to the gym and my muscles are aching, right? And this is all energetic work. Like obviously Marisa is like on the other side of the planet to me. Um, so when we're working together, that's literally what I said. I'm like, it literally feels like I've just done ab exercises because that is how powerful it is. Yeah, yeah. And to lead on to that, those muscles, that region of the solar plexus, and like we were discussing during the session where that area holds like our power, but it also holds those organs that hold those um, emotions that get activated um, with cortisol, the adrenaline, those stress um, activated experiences that we have. So all of that energy really is so powerful in that space, but it's also when we cut, like you did, you went and meet, you know, you met with that area, you greeted it, you had your hands laying there gently. Um, you noticed that tension, you notice the, the work that has been done in that space. And so, with somatic healing, shamanic healing, any type of embodiment practice, we're really just getting to know and greet and meet the different parts of our body with gentle, loving kindness. And when we do that, some parts of our body are going to be screaming. They are going to be weak. They're going to be sore. They're going to say, I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. And then when you think about like the emotion, like you're up in the upper chakras a lot and like all of that energy is traveling up that's like that fleeing you said you're escaping it's the same thing right either we're in fight or flight again or that disconnection dissociated state um and speaking on that because I just want to touch on that real quick is when we're in the when we're trying to go up into our heads and create that logical response this is another reason why talk therapy you can go to talk therapy for years and yes it's a beautiful way to express your stories and where you've been and what you've been going through and what your trauma looks like and how you feel but it fully allow doesn't allow you to be in the other part of your body, which is those lower chakras below your throat and your feet that are grounded here on earth. So it is really just like sending you on that journey of traveling along with the stories in your head instead of the ones that your feet have walked to. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful analogy. And yes, I, I completely agree with that because yes, you can go to talk therapy for years and still not get that resolution you're looking for. And that's exactly right. Like, let's bring it back to that because that's something I've realized on my own healing journey as well, where even when I work with other people, when I do like their soul readings and stuff, it's like consciously you can understand what you need or you can understand, like you can make sense of it, but your body isn't there yet. Your body is still programmed to be like how it was maybe um, you, its whole life. It, you haven't given the body attention. It's like we've done all this mind work, but how do you now reprogram the the body? And what I loved about your session as well is you give people um, actual tools that they can take after the session that they can do like to ha actually help do that nervous system work, which I think is really, really beneficial and helpful because people don't know where to start and what to do. And you kind of guide them and be like, you can do this 
now like when 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 we're not when we're not together this is something you can do to help really ground that so I I really really loved that that aspect of the session as well yeah and it, and there's such simple exercises sometimes and practices and when I say simple and I think I just like did a post on, about this on Instagram but I'll bring it up here because it's so relevant and even in my own self-practice and self-love and self-care that I do myself. It's, you know, when we talk about breath work, we're always like, oh yeah, I've seen that breath work um, practice a million times. It's so easy for me to breathe in and out and just notice my breath. But do we take the time to, right? And as well as like just that simple light touch or like when you're rubbing lotion or oil on your body after you get out of the shower are you rubbing with like really um rigorously or like are you really doing it gently and mindfully and aware and observing the way your hand your own hand is touching your skin and how gentle and kind you are to yourself or are we just really just rubbing it on so that we're, yeah. you know, just those moments of taking yourself back in and practicing that pause, however that pause looks, it it's really about slowing down and just really being or becoming the observer. Um, yeah. oh, I love that. No, I think that that's a beautiful thing to bring it to. Um so 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 important because I think people, you're you're so right, like people say, yeah, oh, yeah, I know I know to meditate. Oh, yeah, I know to do that. Exactly what you said, the breath work, and I know to be mindful. And it's like, but are you? Are, like, are you actually taking a step back and doing those things? So it's beautiful, beautiful reminder. And often we're not. Often we're like consuming, consuming, consuming. And I know I was doing that as well. And it's like, why, why isn't there any change? And it's like, wait, I'm not even implementing anything. I'm just like consuming it and I'm not embodying the practices. So again, it goes back to like the, the embodiment work. So, 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 so important. And that stuff never stops, no matter like how far you go on your spiritual journey. And that's something I realized as well. It's not something that you just do for a short period. You get to your happy place and that's it. Like that's just practices that you're going to fall on your entire life, right? You're always going to go back to them and be like okay I need this and what I've realized the most is you need it the most when you're in your like most low your low places that's like that's when you need them the most to like help bring yourself back up to a high vibration yeah that self-resourcing yeah resources like that we use daily and practice them daily so in those low those dark those hard times those hard moments it comes naturally. It becomes more natural to, you know, be able to grab for something um, out of our little health box or self-love or self-care box or bag. Um, it's, I had like a thought going there for a moment. It was, and maybe it'll come back to me, but yeah, I kind of just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's what happens. It's like so many things you want to say, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's okay. It'll come back to you if if you if you're supposed to say it. Um, so with the let's go back to like the whole somatic um healing and like releasing blocked emotion. There's a couple of things I wanted to mention there. So, um. I like that you talk about nervous system work and like recalibrating the nervous system because so many of us are living in. Uh, flight or fight mode so just uh, that that constant like stress state and that was me for a long time and I remember when I got into like my meditation practice properly I got emotional at how uh at how 
nice it was to not be in that that constant state because I thought that that was normal I thought that this was just a normal way of being this is how life was all the adults around me are stressed like this is just how life is and when I actually felt like what it feels like to not have stress in your body and to be in like like be at peace in in with yourself um it was like such a liberating feeling and it was so life-changing and that's why I started to meditate like in that job because I was like I just want this feeling always um so could we get into maybe the implications that stress can have on the body in yeah is why is it so important for people to actually start unblocking these trapped emotions in the body yeah and everything is a medicine right so and everything is a lesson that we're learning here on earth and so these lessons we can take them in and we can use them for strength or you know knowledge to take into the next experience um, or we can use them for something that's going to grow into something we don't want it to which is usually what stress if we don't work on it you know take time with it and heal it um, in those states that we can sometimes get ourselves into in different experiences. If we want to, you know, keep on working our adrenals, our kidneys, our liver, um, all of those endocrine systems, overworking them, it's going to, you know, eventually burn out. We're going to flatten out. <laughs> We're going to um, always feel fatigued and tired. And so when we get into those kind of feelings and when we kind of get the body into an overworked state, which stress does over time, that can be your baseline. So you can start to live from that state. And that's not like a state anybody or anybody ever really wants to be in. Um, so preventative medicine like yoga, breath work, meditation, um, you know, healers, um, going to see somebody that's doing that embodiment work, um, shamanic work, um, you know, getting the readings so you know what your blocks are so that you're looking and becoming that observer again. You're aware of what's stressing you out. And then from that awareness, you can kind of take yourself out of that situation or out of that experience eventually, right? Um, the more you draw on your resources and your internal um, GPS, right? You know where you are in those moments that are stressing you out so that you can see and look at it from a new um, or a different perception or view. It's because stress and immunity, your immune system, it affects that fully. So in this state, right, like of where we are in the world, um, how the world is right now and with all the pandemic and all those things, it's so important to work on that stress, um, those stress hormones that circulate throughout your body. I think a fear that people have in releasing emotion and releasing trapped emotion, which is usually going to be like, you know, anger, sadness, whatever, it's usually like a lower vibration. People get scared that if they release that emotion, that's more of what they're going to actually end up attracting and manifesting into their life. So what would you say to that person? What I would say to that person is that person used to be me and <laughs> and that limiting belief, well, they can turn into limiting beliefs, right? Like I'm an angry person or I'm an unkind person. And so we can live with that feeling of those emotions deeply in our system, right? Stuck, trapped, stagnant within us. We don't even sometimes notice that that is coming out or that, you know, we might 
be defined by that anger or that sadness or that rage. We might be defining ourselves by that. So for that person, I would say that doing some techniques, practices, and and just some general self-love practices, you know, you can scream into a pillow, you can stomp your feet on the floor, you can really practice tensing and opening your hands, Um, you can practice with your jaw and things like that to, uh, you know, assimilate that practice of getting angry and showing your teeth and then maybe growling or sighing. Um, Those are just some like general self-practices that you can try yourself. Um, Because if you don't, anger really is going to show up in most of the things you do. And you're just going to kind of start pushing that anger down even more deeply. And when we do that, it's harder to release that because it's it's so ingrained, it's woven in that it becomes who we are again. Like that, again, that defining of ourselves by that anger. So the more we lovingly accept, and again, we can witness that anger within ourselves and allow it to slowly, gently come out Um and, and that anger is usually deep sadness or sorrow or grief. There are some deeper, denser emotions that are underneath anger and rage. And so when somebody comes to me about that, it might show up as embarrassment or, you know, a time they were ridiculed or made fun of and, and things like that. And truly, they just, they just may, might need to cry or... yeah. Yeah, I I love that. I think that that is, yeah, a really, really important thing to mention because you need to actually release the emotion in order to actually get it out of your system. And it's so funny because people are scared to release that negative emotion because they're like, I'm going to attract more of that in my life. And it's like, no, because um, you actually keeping it deep rooted in your system is what's attracting that in your life because our internal world reflects our out, um, external world. So really like our external environment is created from our subconscious programming. So if you have unresolved anger, which is coming from grief, sadness, loss, you just end up perpetuating that in your in your reality one way or another. So that's why it's so important to do this like releasing work. And what's crazy is a lot of that emotion is actually trapped in the body. So you can't do the work just through like your, through mind work. It actually, like at some point you're going to have to dive deeper into the body and see what's happening within the body. Because like you said, it actually manifests in like physical symptoms. Sorry. Um, but that's that's what I found really interesting because a lot of people will experience like chronic back pain or da-da-da-da. For example, with me, I had um, really like chronic stomach issues for a very, very long time. And I always thought that it was like diet related. And yes, diet does play like some role, but I didn't realize like how small that role was. A lot of it was stress. Like the more like chronically stressed I was, the more my stomach inflames and I really, really see that play on effect. So it's so crazy that um, it actually manifests physically in our body as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought up like the gut and the, the belly and the stomach area because 
um, and the hips and the pelvis, those are our, the seat of our emotions, right? That's where we kind of can stuff it because to us, our belly can hold a lot. And that's where we expand and contract the breath, we, where we make things bigger away from our body. You know, our belly has all that space and we, we know that, right? We subconsciously know that. So that's why we kind of push it all down and down into that place. Um, and so when you say like, your stress forms there. I oftentimes notice that um, anger again, and like those, again, those denser emotions get stuffed there and trapped. And so you might be a lot more gassier or, or when you're releasing this trauma and this stress and those, those darker, denser emotions in that space, it does show up as gas and like bloating and things like that. So allowing yourself to pass the gas, however, which way it comes up or down is like that act of self-care and self-love when you're releasing um, these emotions and this energy. It's, it's just trapped energy that really just wants to find a way out. So yeah, I'm getting so many downloads as you say that now this is going to get really TMI. So I'm so sorry, but like, that's making me think like, think about when I think about times where I'm extremely stressed and nervous or anxious about a situation, like I need to go to the toilet. Yeah. I I, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I, I, it's like, you have to like do, you have to like pass it some way, shape or form and I can't control it. It's just like coming out of me and it's like a natural response. So I don't know why that came to my brain. I'm so sorry guys, TMI. (laughs) No, thank you for sharing that because we meet, we need to normalize that more right because when we don't again we're repressing and we're stuffing that back in right we're keeping it down we're keeping ourselves um how we should look how we should show up right instead of how we are how we be right like how (laughs) just I know I know I know what you mean it's like such a natural human thing and exactly again societal programming going back to like these standards and you know that we're trying to like uh uphold so I love that you mentioned that I um would love to so okay so we dive deep into the somatic work which I love and I think it's so so interesting so when you do your work do you actually um you call in the angels for help because it's so crazy I think another question people will have is you know how are you doing you know nervous system work and like tapping into people's trauma in the body when you're on the other side of the world Hmm. Yeah. Cause quantumly like quantum, the quantum universe, everything is energy. And when we start to begin to think about that, I can think of, of how we use prayer, right? We use prayer by words, by intention, by the energy we're giving into that prayer or what we want or what we need. Right. And so things work in prayer in intention. So the intention is always set before each um, session and the intention to call in that support from the angelic realm is always a must for me so that that space and that that person on the other side of the world sometimes can feel that energy and that support and that stability just by noticing that they're on the ground and the ground is connected with the earth spirit you know our eternal mother and then father sky um above you and so really we're just creating that bubble of protection and safety and support and uh stability so what i love to anchor people into is their heart and that heart medicine that divine heart connection that we get put here on earth that is 
in the in the center of our being, the center of our humanness, right? We can always find our place here on earth if we connect back with our heart. So when we're too much far in our head, up here in the sky, you know, we can always travel back down to that heartbeat that sometimes beats so fastly during anxiety or panic. And that's kind of the beauty behind the anxiety and panic. If we can start to look at anxiety and panic attacks or, you know, stress when we are connecting with that energy that's arising within us, I love to have people always remember through their hearts that beat, although it might be be beating fast, if I can speak, um, that is still the connection that we have here within our bodies that we can connect to even in those times, in those moments, even though it doesn't feel safe and okay to, we still can come back to our body through the heart. So then we can then resource below us and above us. I love that. Um, no, that's a beautiful yeah. explanation. Yes, I, I really, really love that. Um, so you also work with plant spirits, which I think is so, so, so nice. Which, which plants, um, plant spirits do you work with? Mm-hmm. So cacao, um, I'm a cacao. And then I work with regular flower essence therapy and herbal essence, like herbalism, um, teas, things like that, uh, essential oils. I'm just trying to think, um, just anything from the earth, the plants. Um, I do not work with any ayahuasca um, or any of those other plant medicines that you kind of hear about. But mm-hmm. yeah. Have you before? Or? No, I have never. Only cacao um, that I've really worked with in ceremony. And I will say that I worked with it on my own first before I actually went to a ceremony to connect with her. Let's dive into cacao because connecting to cacao was so, so, so beautiful when I did that group ceremony with with, um, you. You just lead them so, so lovely uh, in such a beautiful way. Um, So uh, what is cacao? How can we use it for ourselves if we can dive deeper into that? Yeah, so cacao is a plant medicine, and she's um, the activator of an opening of your heart space. Um, So when you work directly with cacao, you're really working with that um, natural, most organic state of chocolate. So it's not Hershey's chocolate or whatever you're thinking, you know, whatever anybody thinks chocolate is, it's really that bitterness, um, that plant. So What I like to do for my own practice and my own ceremonies that I have um, is I found a beautiful supplier and they work directly with um, out of Guatemala and um, they're a supplier of the cacao and they do not add anything to it. It is, is, it's purely, they, it's, straight from the farm is what I'm going to say. Um, it's sustainable. And, um, when you get that, I like to buy mine in a block form. It really does have those, um, um, the, uh, it's called theobromine, I think is the chemical that's in it. It's not a chemical, but it's a natural chemical. And so that opens up your blood vessels, which are connected with your heart space. So you actually do get a physical expansion happening of the heart space because it's allowing more blood and oxygen in throughout your whole body. Um, So it can give you a euphoric state. um, And 
what you get is like the serotonin, the oxytocin, all of those feel good hormones that allow you to allow you to experience love, you know, um, joy, bliss. Um, they're all contained within that cacao. And the spirit of cacao is what comes alive when you connect and set that intention to work with her. So during those ceremonies, you will call in the spirit of cacao, honor the ancestral lineage or the spiritual lineage of where the cacao actually got sourced and, you know, created from, as well as the whole, um, I like to, I like to thank and honor like the spiritual lineage of cacao because it doesn't just come from one place. Um, it is multiple places and really just calling in that she allows us to lead and live and be within our hearts and open them and, and see what comes up. To be honest, I experienced cacao, um, by myself the first time and she called me in um, during a I'll just say it like a breaking open experience of my heart where my heart was actually literally broken and I needed um, some support and some you know comfort and some healing within that space because I knew that self-love was very distant at that time and at that moment and so she helps with that. She helps to heal that within you as she guides you back to your heart. And that's so what she beautiful. did for me. So do you do, do, so if someone wanted to work with cacao at home, do you do it in um, like a ceremony with yourself? Do you create like a little ritual or do you just like have it when you're doing like your morning routine? Yeah, so I like to have it in the afternoon now. I did, when I was starting it, have it with my coffee. But then I thought that was a little bit of too activating for my sensitive system. Um, so you can add a little bit to your coffee, but or you can do it on its own. Um, but what I like to do is create a little ritual with the cacao. And again, you want to set the intention Clear the space with smudge, you know, smudge the space with Palo Santo, um, some sage or whatever you like to clear your space with. Call in the angels, call in the support and the spirit of cacao. And when I like to take the steam that comes up from when she's cooking and allow that to flow into my heart, I'll kind of like wave my hand with the steam back into my my heart and awaken that energy and that spirit within her, that she's in within me um, and allow her to just guide me. And um, really, that's it's that simple. It's really just the act of being with yourself, being with your heart, being with her in spirit and it's so it's a beautiful, beautiful connection yeah that's mm -hmm. gorgeous and you also hold group ceremonies where you actually create a space for people to come together and to do that ceremony together which I think is so needed in today's society I think we've really stepped away from ceremony and ritual and that was actually something that women did a lot together where they they would like kind of join forces and really like do these like ritual ceremonies in so many different senses so I love that and 
it's, it's really emotional. I find like whenever I'm in that like act of like community, even though it's happening virtually, but again, like if we go back to quantum physics, there is no like, you know, there, there's no space really when you're there energetically together. So um, yeah, I just, I find it really emotional. Like I genuinely like cry when I'm with um, like, you know, sisters that are all like doing the same thing and you're all in ritual together. So it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're like holding the space for each other while we're holding our own space. And that in itself is like a beautiful blanket of comfort and safety and protection um, being laid on all of us together and connecting in again with that intention to stay attentive to what is emotionally coming up or flowing through us at those moments and allowing those emotions to be present to be heard to be felt and understood exactly and all comes back to like self-love so I love it I love the work that you do it's so special so before we close up today I've got one more question for you because I know that you do work like as we said you work with the plant spirit so you work very closely with the angelic realm but with earth as well so um how do you suggest people start working with earth now like what are what are small little things that they can do that can really help connect them to mother Gaia and ground them back down to this planet yeah, um, kick off your shoes and your socks. Um, literally get your bare feet or your bare hands in the soil, the grass, um, the cement. It doesn't matter. Um, notice those vibrations or the resonance that's coming up through the ground or or that feeling of the grass or whatever is touching you that's from the earth. Um, have more plants inside of your home if you can't get outside of your home or your space. Um, again, like if you can find a window, get in all of that sunlight, that vitamin D, um, you know, allow it to come through your eyes. Don't always wear your, your sunglasses, you know, um, really take all of that in. Um, I love to be by water, bodies of water. If you can really connect with um, salt water or you can take an Epsom salt bath, I love that. That's also another way of connecting with that um, the water element within us. Um, hmm. Just that warmth that you get when you notice like sunlight or the wind that you may maybe didn't notice all day, but then you take a moment and you stand still and you can feel it moving all around you. It's just those um, moments of awareness and stillness and, and um, finding your, your breath flowing fluidly throughout your body and accepting where it is and where it lies within you. And just really connecting with yourself and you are the earth. So there's really nothing else you need to connect more with. Yeah, I always, I always love to say that. That's no, it. I love that. You're the, uh, that's so beautiful. You are the you are the earth. That is so so true. And I've never thought of it like that. So I love that you said that. And it's so true. It's just that simple act of just noticing the small things around you. And it's funny because um, you know uh, we we do the readings and stuff. So when I when I do like soul readings on people, a lot of the advice that we're actually getting from the spirit realm is to lean on Mother Gaia. So actually lean on this earth realm for help and for support. So that's actually something I really like to do whenever I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed. I don't know, like when you go into that place of nature, if you can especially find a sacred place that's yours, you really get to kind of connect with her and let her hold you right? Allow yourself to be held by her. And it's just, it's a really, really beautiful feeling. And it really feels like a coming home. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like there is just so much more I could have asked you, <laughs> um, but I know that we're coming uh, to the hour now. So thank you so much for this conversation. Now, where could people book in with you or where could they find you? Yeah. So for right now, I'm just on Instagram um, under at Marisa Sage underscore underscore. <laughs> and my offerings are in linked in my bio and I do have a few things coming up but they're not fully completed just yet but there is a school a mystery school involved and some high vibrational um, training so that connects you again to raising your vibration while you're in your body here on earth so yeah. Oh, so exciting. I'm excited for all of that. We'll definitely have to stay tuned and I'll have everything linked in the description as well. So, you know, you can um, definitely go check that out to find Marisa. But yeah, highly, highly recommend sessions with you and even working with you. You are so magical. Uh, thank you so much again. It was lovely to connect with you. You too, love. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode and you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast in iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you are wanting to connect with me on a more intimate platform, you can find me on Instagram at Closeted Soul. I would love to hear from you. Finally, you can learn a little bit more about me and this space just by visiting my website at www.closetedsoul.com.